and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Terry. And I'm Bridget. According to the World Health Organization, 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression. Yet at any given time, we can feel entirely alone in our battle. By sharing our stories, we can learn what works for other people, compare our experiences, and share the lessons and resources we've uncovered. Because while we've all heard the statistics, numbers don't tell the story. People do. It is hard to do a podcast on depression and not address the great fear, which is suicide. It's a rare opportunity to hear directly from someone who survived a suicide attempt. Steve reached out to us to share his experience with hopes of helping many. And notice that we're not saying a failed suicide attempt because it is not a failure to live any more than it is a success to die. Another sensitivity that we've been alerted to is to not use the word committed when we talk about suicide. Instead, we would say attempted suicide or died by suicide. And that's because of the association of committed with a crime. And it's, you know, the survivors of it are dealing with quite enough without having to also be feeling that the person they lost committed a crime in addition to breaking their hearts. So with that, we will hear Steve's story. Meet Steve Austin. I am and have always been Mr. Life of the Party, Mr. Big Personality, Mr. Never Meets a Stranger. Steve was raised in a very conservative, evangelical Christian home in the buckle of the Bible Belt. Great parents, stay-at-home mom. And yet... When I was not quite four years old, uh, an event happened that, that rocked me. And I didn't know just how badly or to what extent it rocked my world uh, for about 25 years. Uh, but I was um, abused. I was sexually abused as a, a preschooler. And um, boy, that was unthinkable, horrible, tragic, terrible trauma. There are not enough words to describe what a terrible thing that is when a child, an innocent, helpless child is is put through something like that. Uh, for me, it was the neighbor. The neighbor, a 17-year-old kid his mother tutored. Young gal didn't know what to do, and she thought, this is a one-time thing. My little boy's probably never going to remember this. And so I'm going to threaten this kid within an inch of his life, tell him to never come around, don't step a foot on my property, um, and that'll be the end of it. She didn't know that I needed counseling. She didn't know that I needed therapy. She didn't know that that this would matter for so many years to come. But boy, did it. Fast forward about 25 years. Steve is now a husband, father, youth pastor, and worship leader. Again, from the outside, everything still looks really good. But years of hidden shame, anxiety, and depression finally caught up with him on a two-week trip. The first week, I was struggling really bad, but I was okay. I'd struggled before. I'd had really bad days before. Um, but I had never been to counseling. I'd never been hospitalized. I'd never seen a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist or any of that stuff because I didn't know that I had permission to ask for help. We were, I was raised in this little Christian bubble where Jesus was going to fix everything and, and you just choose joy. And 
Um, nothing against anybody who has a strong faith or goes to church or any of that. I think all of that's wonderful if that's what works for you. But sometimes we need more than Jesus. Sometimes we need strong medicine and a doctor and a, a self-care plan and a safety plan. And sometimes we need a, a, a nap and a hard cry and a hug, you know. After struggling through the week, he made the long drive home to spend the weekend with his wife and infant son. And I knew when I left that Sunday night that I would never see them again. The day before his son's first birthday, shame and despair overpowered Steve. And so you add loneliness to this this underlying depression and you start hearing all the, the lies that shame tells us. That I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not husband enough. I'm not man enough. I'm not provider enough. I'm not enough. And it's irrational. It's not logical. Suicide never is. But I thought the best thing I could do for everybody would be to just disappear. I hope that this is not too triggering for some folks, but, um, tried to hang myself first. Uh, um, I tried to hang myself in the bathroom, the hotel and the, the bar, the shower bar broke and I fell and bruised my back. And, uh, boy, that was, it was just terrible. And, um, shame compounded even worse. And I thought I can't even get a suicide, right? I'm, I'm that much of a screw up. And, um, so anyway, from there, I, I took tens of thousands of milligrams of over the counter and prescription meds and, uh, wrote letters to all the important people in my life and just thought I would go to sleep. And, um, I did. And, um, fortunately for me, they found me about 12 hours later. If you think this is the part where the pastor wakes and sees life's beauty and worth as a dove flies by his hospital window, you'd be wrong. When I woke up in that hospital bed, I was pissed, Terry. I was so mad. I was so disappointed. I was shocked. I was humiliated. I could not believe that I was still here. And it took a while. Please don't hear me saying I woke up and took a magic Jesus pill and suddenly everything was okay. That is not what I'm saying at all. It took a long time. If you had talked to me even a year after the fact, I would not be saying all the things that I am saying today. It has been five years. Five years of doing the hard work of recovery and finally getting the help and support that he so badly needed. Steve now speaks with the passion and wisdom that only someone who's been there can share. Please listen with your ears and your heart wide open and spread his message to anyone you know who needs to hear it. Boy, I hope. Anybody that's listening hears from my story that you should tell the truth, that you should tell your truth, that you should speak up, that if you are hurting, if bad things are happening, if things are not normal, that you should talk about them. And if you don't have someone in your family to talk to, you should find a professional. You should find an unbiased third party and work through this stuff because otherwise it will kill you. And on hope in darkness when life seems unbearable, overwhelming, or even hopeless. I'm saying, Terry, that really shitty days come. Really, really hard days come. Really bad seasons, bad weeks, bad months, bad years, and life seems 
unbearable, overwhelming, unthinkable, hopeless. But one of my favorite authors, Anne Lamott, says, hope begins in the dark. And so when it's dark all around, you know, all we need is just a spark, just one little spark, and it's not dark again. One one flicker of a match or a candle, and it's not dark again. That's all we need is just a tiny flicker of hope. So I am absolutely honest that bad days come, and life sometimes sucks. But in the last five years, I have seen that good days come, that hope is real. It's not just this thing way far out there somewhere that I hope to grasp, but life is worth living. It's worth fighting through the hard times and the mean times and the lean times and the times when I question myself and think, boy, maybe I really am crazy. It's worth pushing through. And on pushing through. But if it's really hard and really dark, not alone. Asking for help is the greatest thing we can do. The biggest compliment that we can give another human being is to ask them for help. Because we are human. We are a ball of emotions. And man, sometimes those emotions can fool us so well. And we begin to believe the lies. And on shame vulnerability, and imperfection. Brene Brown talks about getting caught up in a shame spiral, and we spiral out of control. But when we can just say, help, <laughs> help, sometimes all we can do is whisper it, help, you know, and, and we get really honest, and we learn about vulnerability, and we learn that it's okay to not have your shit together. It's okay you don't have to wear that mask. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to save the whole world today because you weren't born with a cape or a cross on your back. So sometimes you just survive the day. Sometimes you just survive the hour. But as you survive that hour, you learn that, hey, you know what? I did that. I made it. I made it through another hour, and then I made it through another day, and oh my gosh, I made it this week. And and then that survival starts to multiply, and, and you really do figure out that you're a lot stronger than you've ever given yourself credit for. And sometimes the strongest that we ever are is when we are able to say, I'm weak. I'm weak and I need a doctor. I'm weak and I need a counselor. I'm weak and I need a friend. And then you start getting stronger. Wow. Yeah. Ask for help. Intense. Real. Real. We really need to make the point that Steve didn't just take a bunch of pills and drift off to a peaceful sleep. We just want to make our message really clear that uh, suicide isn't peaceful. No, that was hardly the scene when they found him in the hotel room, uh, but we didn't feel the need to share 
that level of detail. Steve does share a lot more of his story in a number of ways. He's written books. He's all over the Internet if you Google Steve Austin, and we will uh, make links to them. One thing that he offers that I want to point out is a seven-day self-care challenge that he said isn't really going to help somebody who might be at that point he was. But if you're past that or if you're not there at all, hopefully, and you're just wanting to get better, wanting to recover, you want some self-care tips, tools, and tricks, join the selfcarechallenge.com is a seven-day program that he devised that's absolutely free and could really be helpful to you. A heartfelt thank you to Steve for sharing his raw, honest, and vulnerable experience with us in hopes of reaching out and touching our hearts, which he certainly has done. And for living through that and choosing to be public about it and to help other people so that they don't have to get to that desperate point. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks for listening to Giving Voice to Depression today. We hope that by hearing others' stories, you gain understanding, compassion, and some hope. And remember, be kind, because everybody's fighting a battle you know nothing about.